Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. You're about to jump into the Xbox Drive, and normally we would be thanking our patrons this week, uh, but instead, I want to extend an amazing congratulations to the man on the moose, Ryan Turford. We are celebrating one year of Ryan Turford on the Xbox Drive. His first appearance was on the 12th of September, 2019. And as we record this on September 19th, it is officially one year, and it has been an amazing ride so far. And Ryan isn't going anywhere. This show is just getting started. You guys are enjoying the best of the Xbox Drive as it is now, and we're only getting better from here. So congratulations, and thank you to Mr. Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, for one year with the Xbox Drive. Bob, you're going to hear this again soon? Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you are listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and we've got things to say today on our journey. Ryan is re-reckoning and I played a bunch of Game Pass games and the PlayStation is awfully affordable but playing hot and loose with the exclusivity language, so jump on into the Xbox Drive. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan, I'm changing the ball into more of a like celebratory type of like rolling of the R's that I, I don't know that everybody can do that, Ryan. I think that I might I, be I the mean, only one. I certainly couldn't do it. I don't have the skill set that you have as far as the rolling the R's is concerned. And plus, I, I have to wait a little bit for you to stop <laughs> chuckling first before, <laughs> before I jumped in, you know? Anybody anybody can ball, but can you ball, blah, 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 Ryan? See, I can't, I can't do that. It's I mean, sort of I like may an be pretty good sound. at video games, Sean, but I'm pretty <laughs> good at doing it. You are good at video games. I'm, but I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at rolling. My arms. Oh it's my gosh! It's exclusive to me, Ryan. Asterisk also available on to other people as well. There's that too. after but, some time. We'll, we'll get into all that conversation, okay, right. Ooh, folks. The, the PlayStation Five news came out today, and we're going to have a discussion about that. But first, as we're going to start the show as we always do with cleaning the garage. Real mm-hmm. quick promo for this Friday: My Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning Extra Mile will be live this Friday. I have been playing a crap ton of this game. Damn. I'm I'm not finished, but I've already finished the game twice before playing through this. Right. So there's a chance that I don't finish it by tomorrow, but I mean, I've already finished the, the game almost three times now. What I'm kind sure of length that, are we uh, talking about? Like when you say finish the game, is that like, a, I, I'm guessing just it's by like the name alone. 35 hours. You didn't even let me guess. That's what I was going to say. Definitely. I was oh. going to say 30 hours, but I, I promise I mean, you I was. Now, to be fair, there's a bajillion side quests. It's like The Witcher 3 when it, mm. in terms of side quests yeah. to the point where the, it's probably a 100-hour game if you do all the side quests nice. and the DLC. Um, and then there's new DLC coming next year. So, there's, I mean, there's a lot to say about it, but uh, we'll save that uh, discussion for just a minute. But, Sean, right. I want to j- break right into this because we got to talk about the playlist because you played a whole bunch of games this, this week, and I want to get kind of get these out of the way first. So, tell me what you played this week. Ryan, my mainline game, I just want to make this clear. My mainline game is Wasteland 3 because I am, like, over, head over heels in love with this game. I think it is great. I broke into a room. I, I heard there was a there was an angry neighbor who said that somebody in her apartment building was like up to no good, and the cops were like, "This lady's crazy. There's nothing going on." I break into the room, and the dude's making clones of himself. And then I've got to like <laughs> take course. care of all these clones that are everywhere. It's totally bonkers. I love Wasteland Three. I'm going to be playing this thing for for months, I think. But that, I did. Awesome. 
I did dive in and dip into a couple of games. Um, I think this one was on Game Pass, or this one might have been uh, an ID at Xbox game that we were fortunate enough to get a code for. The Suicide of Rachel Foster is got to be one of the least uplifting titles of any game released this year. Not sure nope. exactly why I wanted to jump into it. Not definitely based on the title alone, but I saw some some trailers for it, and I thought it had an interesting premise in that you're not actually playing the game of the the, the titular character. The the whole story is that you play as as a woman. I believe her name is Nicole, and you you have a pretty rough relationship with your parents. Uh, the dad had a relationship with a very young woman named Rachel Foster, who got impregnated by the dad and eventually, uh, you know, took her own life. And the dad is left with a hotel that now is in your name, in Nicole's name. So you're mm-hmm. the, the whole story is actually you as Nicole going to the hotel because you actually have to sell it off. Now that it is your property, you have to go sell it off. So you're forced to go check it out. And wouldn't you know it, Ryan, a storm locks you in. So you basically have like a gone home type of experience here. It's a walking simulator, walking through this okay. this hotel, and you have a it's kind of like gone home, but also um, Firewatch because you have a you have a direct line to somebody who is helping you out, who has an odd amount of information about the hotel or about you and your relationship with the family and everything. So cool premise. I started to see that like I, I'm like pretty interesting, but I had to stop playing it, Ryan, because it doesn't have a manual save. And the game is broken up into, I believe, seven or nine days. And it will only save when you finish the day. So I made a bunch of progress. And then I just exited out thinking it was auto-saving, went back to it. And it put me back probably an hour, I guess. Which, this is a very short game, but that kind of significant kind of drop. I'm like, I'm out. I need kind of like, I'm kind of at the point, Ryan, with a lot of games where I just needed to have like basic functionality. Like, actual saves and invert my damn y controls <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> those are the two those are the two must-haves and i, can't I mean do I have to i'll talk about that when i talk stuff? to i mean with with kingdoms of mumbler i'm gonna get to it but the, the 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 saving thing is something that i thought we had down pat by now but that's a, a problem playing not just that game but apparently this game as well i mean this the the suicide of, of rachel foster sounds like the type of experience that actually begs for quick resume like the, oh, the, totally. the new function on the new console because then you won't have to worry about this because mm-hmm. you, know, you just leave the game open and you can go play Wasteland 3 and then come back to it if exactly. you want to or, or do what else, whatever else. Like I think that that's uh, going to help games like this. And yeah, it's weird that they it wouldn't like autosave or anything like that. Yeah, they might patch um, it in later, but it's across the board. It, it's, that's, that's definitely not there. So, you know, I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time on it. Some people might like it. If you're able to just like play through the whole thing, it's definitely something that I... If I wasn't playing, you know, at 11 o'clock at night and needing to go to bed uh, at a reasonable hour, I could just like cram through this thing. So if you can do that, mm-hmm. maybe experience it. So, but I, I'm probably done until at least I hear from a patch. Fair enough. Uh, and, uh, what else did you play? Also, I guess, Hot Shot, what is it called? Hot Shot Racing, I think it's called. Hot Shot Racing, that's on Game, game Pass. Dude, yeah. this game is great. What is it's so other, good. What is the other game that just came out like this last year? Very similar in this like uh, old school kind of arcadey racing what the heck? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? It looked very similar to this in this um, almost like a Sega like Virtual Fighter type of Well, it's style. actually ba- it's more like Virtual Racing, which was right. actually a 32X title. Oh, there you go. Not, but also an, also an arcade game. 
um, made by made in the same engine. It's Virtual Fighter, but uh, but yeah, th- this is like a total love letter to that. I'm I'm blanking on the name of the game you're referring to, but I vaguely remember it. Mm-hmm. So it's like hyper um, something. I, I think anyway, yeah. this game is great. This is legitimately. I felt like with that other one, it didn't really feel like it mattered what I did, like how I drove or how I approached the turns or anything. And with this mm-hmm. one. It totally matters. And also, you choose a character that, like, when you win a race, the, like, the end story, like, the cinematic you get at the end is, like, totally bonkers. Yep. It's, cr- it's, it's hilarious. Goofy. Very stylized, over-stylized, some would say. Um, and on Game Pass, I think it's going to be, like, people are going to be, um, they shouldn't overlook this one. This is something that yeah, is definitely, really fun. If, if you're a fan of arcade racers at all, mm-hmm. if you played games like Cruising USA or Ridge Racer, exactly. and you're looking for that type of arcade experience, then then play Hot Shot Racing. It's yeah. awesome. I've been yeah. playing a ton of it as well. I had it on, on my list. And yeah, it's been so fun. And I, I didn't even know anything about this game until it came to, came to Game Pass. Like We read it off the list of games coming to Game Pass last week, and I like didn't know what this was. It sounded like some weird racing game, but after I saw it pop up on my feed of people recommending this game to me, I was like, I got to check this out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I fell in love with it too. Like it's awesome. These are palate cleanser games between that one. And then the next game that I played, which is the last one, which is golf zero Um, total, just like go play those as a super fun kind of like, and actually you were talking about this on the roundabout as well with um, some of these games like Pac-Man championship edition right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. these kind of like just arcadey type of experiences that you can go play. Golf Zero is a game that I heard recommended by our good friend Donnie Reese on the Xbox Empire show. It's a, a fun little ID at Xbox game that I was able to play. It's I think 4 or $5 on the, on the store. And it's kind of like a mashup between uh, Super Meat Boy and, and a golf game, I guess. <laughs> you just To the point where it's like super difficult or, or how is it in, in that you have like very um, bite-sized types of types of levels, it can get a little bit difficult, but it's not like it's a little bit of platforming. So your character, you can run around and jump and wall climb, and it while you're in midair, you can start your shot. So you can press, I think it's B to start your shot, and you can fire off up to three golf balls per turn. And you want to try and hit one of the the balloons that's there, and also get one of the balls into the into the um, into the hole. And it doesn't matter if the ball goes in the hole after you die. So you can like launch yourself off a cliff and then fire off a couple balls at the hole, and then and it's all in slow motion, by the way. Once you once you start your shot, it slows it down to like bullet time. So it looks really mm-hmm. cool, and you can start to get yourself set up with some highlight reel type of type of finishes. Again, I think there's like 100 levels, but you don't need to finish them all, and you actually don't need to finish them all to uh, or get a gold medal on all of them for a fast 1,000 gamer score, Ryan Turford. I got a 1K Dang. on this game. I think this is my first 1K on the year, and I, yeah, I think it's up to 41 levels or something. Very fun, very small, very affordable, just a nice little, like, uh, nice little golf game, a little different. Nice. That sounds that sounds a lot of fun. And if there's anyone who knows golf games, it's Donnie Reese. Donnie I mean, Reese, he's mm-hmm. the, the golf master. And uh, I mean that that sounds like a game that I should totally ch- check out as well. Not just because it's got a, an easy thousand achievement points, but it also sounds like a fun golf game. Yeah, man. Um, and definitely a great palate cleanser. Um, the other game I played this week uh, before I'll get into Kingdoms of Amalur was uh, Minecraft Dungeons. I oh, jumped on, into it because on XCloud. Yeah, I jumped into it on on XCloud because they added phone touch controls to the game so you don't even have to play it with an xbox controller if you don't want to and i want to test it out and the phone controls were awesome like i was playing it during like my break at work and just was having a ton of fun jumping into the experience i also was wanted to jump into it again too because there's a bunch of new content added both for uh free for anyone who owned the game already or through game pass as well as the the second dlc pack for the season pass came out nice um, which i haven't which i haven't touched yet Me i hope to play that within the next week or two 
Um, but yeah, man, Minecraft Dungeons and was super save fun and everything. To play like it was the same. Oh yeah, same it thing. Just you just picked up. up it just picked up my character like right away, and I jumped into it uh, awesome. right away. Holy cow! I, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm play. I was playing on the toughest difficulty, like all the way up max level uh, apocalypse difficulty, because that's where my character is. So. And did I uh, see you was, can adjust the controls as well? Like you can scale them up or down or something. Or am I making that up? Yep. You can resize everything. You can even Holy move cow. the buttons around and stuff. It, it's very customizable. I'm really interested to see what they do with this for other games yeah. on, on, on uh, xCloud. It's, and this is just the start. And uh, already, I can definitely tell, too, that there was a um, a jump in the its ability to process data. Like, it's not... there. There's not the latency that I felt when I first picked up xCloud when it was in beta. Interesting. Like, I can definitely tell they did some work on the back end. It was so fluid and responsive. It was basically like I was just playing on console. The only thing as that was not super responsive was just my touchscreen. But the game itself... Right felt felt uh, fluid and responsive and, and just like I was playing it on the TV. Um, I will say, though, I've seen some videos of people uh, playing xCloud games on uh, TVs with, like, Samsung streaming boxes, for example. Right. But the games only support up to 720p, and uh, it, it puts some graininess on the sure. uh, graininess on your TV when you do that. So, um, but if you're playing on your phone, it looks amazing. Like on my Samsung Galaxy S9, it looks awesome. Well, and I and, got a uh, reminder I, that that was available on my iOS device, Ryan Trevor. <laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. That's amazing. I mean, it's just an automated message that yeah. Xbox sent out to everyone. But uh, but yeah, th- so that was super cool. I mean, I'm glad to see uh, xCloud is finally out of beta and out there for everyone to try. All the games on Game Pass are, are there, plus some That's games awesome. that are not Holy on cow. Game Pass. That are there as well, but uh, yeah, really super cool. Yeah, well, I think their games adding their games that are eventually coming to console Game Pass. They're just appearing on the service first. That's actually partially. I, I noticed. I saw that you noted on our our doc. You know that uh, Black Desert was back on the Game oh, Pass. Oh yeah, and this was this was one of the ones that actually showed up. Before yeah, it's it on actually console. showed up on Game Pass. On I downloaded console. it on console. I started it up again, but it was it was too late. It was after I one K Golf Zero. I'm like, okay, I think I've got a chance at this. So I wanted to let you know that I've downloaded it and I intend on on firing that back up again. We're gonna get to you into MMOs yet, Sean. And then you you'll never it's go possible. back to Wasteland Three. Garrett Bland will be sad. Uh, but <laughs> last game last game I want to talk about again, I mentioned it off the top of the show. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Uh, this is a uh, HD remaster of Kingdoms of Amalur from THQ Nordic. Um, huge props again to uh, THQ Nordic for providing us a, a code for the, the game for the purposes of review. Um, I'm having a ton of fun revisiting Amalur. It's a game that I loved on 360. Um, it was actually number 52 on the roundabout list, John. It nice. actually did not make the cut. But it was a game that was very close the to making 50. the cut oh, no. for the roundup. <laughs> it was it very close to making the top. I'm like, I don't no, remember but, hearing that episode. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that's a tease for the, the, the honorable mentions episode that's coming for the roundup. Nice, nice. The but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I loved it when it came out. I actually really love the game now. It's a lot of fun. That being said, this remake, or sorry, not remake. I, I should say, preface, it's a remaster. But I would say the quality of the remaster is a little bit lower than oh, what no. I was hoping. Oh, it's, no. It's not so much that it's fundamentally broken. It's just visually, they could have done much more with the visuals, I think. Because uh, Amalur had a really cool uh, like use of color and, and really interesting like fantasy art style to it. That yeah. it, was, it wasn't cell shaded or anything like that. It was... It was almost like Fable in a lot of ways as far as its look right. um, and presentation. And when I played it, picked it up on, on Xbox One X, it very much looks like the 360 version of the game played through backwards compatibility because it is a backwards compatible game. Right. So um, it's one of those things, and not only that, but they didn't change the, the menus or the interface really at all. 
they, they, there's some minor tweaks to the visuals. Mm-hmm. Like you can definitely tell like the text is sharper, for example, and they made some other little improvements, but it's not, it's not the saints row three, um, HD remastered, uh, level of treatment that we got earlier this year that I was really hoping more for of a re-release then. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's more for though. And I think this is a perfect jumping in point for anyone who didn't play Amalur originally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you've got a backwards compatible ver- copy of the game already, it, it's it's one of those things where unless you want to play the new DLC that's coming next year, it's probably not worth the upgrade. Interesting. Um, but I'll go into more details about my full thoughts um, for the extra mile this week. Sure. Because um, we got a lot of news we got to talk about this week. So I kind of want to keep this short. That's what the extra uh, mile yeah, is for. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so far though, thumbs up in the sense that I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, it's you get to play it again. Little thing, nitpicky things. Exactly. So, Sean, let's talk about this PlayStation news because it's time for the trophy room. Uh, let's let's pretend <laughs> we're going to drive we're, on uh, into the trophy room. Ball. Exactly. We're, you're going to put up uh, Joseph's room behind you. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You're just going to hang out with Bad Bit. Uh, let's talk about the PS5 because all the PS5 news came out today. Obviously, we have to talk about the PS5 as Xbox fans in kind of our contrasting. In case you're wondering why an Xbox podcast is talking about PlayStation, I mean, we, we got to talk about this stuff. So, PS5. Got its official uh, announcement of the, its release date. So it's coming November 12th to North America, Japan, and Britain. And it's coming to uh, the world, the rest of the world on November 19th. It will be 399 US dollars or 499 Canadian dollars for the all digital edition. It's also going to be 499 US dollars or 629 Canadian for the disc version. Sean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's coming out two days after Xbox Series X or S. It's coming out at a very reasonable price. What do you think about this, my friend? Yeah, and pre-orders sooner than than Xbox as well. Pre-orders are going to be... Some retailers tonight. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of nuts. Um, I thought they had a great show, to be honest with you. Uh, I was watching it with the the, um, the trophy room on their on their Twitch channel over there, which was really great. And I thought they came out swinging, man. I thought like Final Fantasy looked really cool. I think the price, I was not, I think I might have been the only one not expecting this. Everybody else seemed to be predicting $499, $399 as the price points. Um, I think that's really aggressive. I think the, the fact that they have a $399 price point with the only difference being the disk drive is super yeah. interesting. And for me personally, puts me in a precarious spot and actually makes me think of a question that we got, I think it was either last week or the week before, about this premium on back compat, where mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of discs on PlayStation. So I'm like, I'm kind of inclined to want a disc drive on my PS5 so that I can play these some of these older games on my PS5. But at the same time, it'll be my secondary console. So like that kind of pushes me to go, I just want the cheaper one. So I'm kind of stuck mm-hmm. in between the two, but really aggressive. I think it, it puts a lot of pressure on the uh, the 299 on what you get for the Series S. Um, so is it worth that $100 savings to get like a definitely a lesser than version? But I don't know, maybe $100 is going to be that breaking point. I think we'll still see. But what do you think, Ryan Turford? Yeah, actually, I think that when you put it in, in that context, first of all, what I think is, is, that is great about this news is that there's a price point for any gamer who wants to get into next gen mm-hmm. at this point across the board because you've got price points that start at two ninety nine, and if if you want to go premium with it you can go all the way up to the four ninety nine. like i love that price diversity there especially when you throw the switch in the mix too like yeah all the consoles i think i think there's a price point that works for just about anyone out there not only that but xbox all access just makes it so anyone can kind of pick up yeah. the console day one um and i mean we don't have anything like that for playstation just yet but i think gamestop in the states is is working on like a payment plan option if you want to go that route mm-hmm. for some reason um yeah i mean for me it's really caused me to question 
how I'm going to go about things this holiday. And I mean, I'm going to throw this out here. And I I mean, in full transparency with our audience here, as someone who is a primary Xbox gamer, this really made me consider the idea of doing one of two things this holiday. And I haven't really decided what I'm going to do, but I think the possibility is either I buy the digital version of the PS5 with the Xbox Series S or Mm. because I don't have a new TV that takes advantage of the Series X's features yet. So I might not need to shell out that extra. Yeah. Like for the, for the money I'd be saving, I could buy an additional console. So right. that's kind of my thought process. Or the other route for me might would be to get the PlayStation 5 digital version and then do Series X on all access. I think those are probably the two options for me. Oh, because that's interesting. I think I've seen enough now from PlayStation with all the games they showed today where I know I'm going to want this console and I'm going to, and I know I'm going to want it within Q1 uh, by the time Q1 of next year rolls around. Right. So if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to probably buy it at launch or within the next like couple months. Um, because I, I'm really excited for games like Ratchet and Clank, yeah. Guilty Gear, yep. um, Horizon. Yeah. Uh, That's coming God to PS4, Wars, by the way. Next. By the way, P- there's a lot of cross-gen stuff happening now as well, which I think is really interesting. They keep going back on some of this stuff. So I was like, as a as a gamer, as a commenter on the on the industry, like I get very frustrated with some of that stuff, and I get also frustrated with things like Demon Souls, which I was really hoping for a Bloodborne two, which I really like Bloodborne, but without that, you know, they're giving us Demon Souls. But it says in bold letters letters exclusive asterisk not exclusive like basically it says but, at the bottom it's going to come to other consoles later like that's yeah, it's, not it's exclusive un- unnamed consoles later so that's obviously brutal. it sounds like it's coming to xbox i'm more surprised that it's even coming to another console same besides here playstation same here like, that's I could a playstation pl- first party game from blue point it's not even like sony owns that ip yeah and so, japan studio yeah that uh, is very bizarre. I mean, and I, then when is it coming to PC as well? Like, I obviously I can play games on PC. I could play it there. That's my whole thing. That's like I get hyped by it. I was really excited by the showcase. The price points mm-hmm. I think are really good. It is a little bit more pricey for us here in Canada, so there's there's that to be considered. Also, uh, first party games are confirmed to be seventy nine ninety nine in the state. Or I'm sorry, sixty nine ninety nine. Sixty nine ninety nine, and they'll be eighty eighty nine ninety dollars here mm-hmm. in Canada. Yeah, so those are those are considerations, man. Where I go, like I don't know that I need that day one. There's definitely things on there that I that I want, but I don't like that exclusivity language. I can play that on um, on what you call it on uh, PC, on PC, and I can also yeah. play Miles Morales on my PS4. So like I feel like I can wait. I'm definitely I've always been day one on the Series X from like no matter what because that's where I'm going to be playing all my third party stuff, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, like all that stuff, Call of Duty. It's all gonna be on my Series X. So that's always the way it's going to be. And then I can get like these first party things later or on my PC. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would say, Ryan, that I thought was amazing that really had dropped, dropped my jaw was the PS Plus collection that I thought was yeah. a direct shot at Game Pass in a, in a different way, but very, very smart. Uh, what did you think about that? Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting angle. Like we had wondered if they would do come out with some kind of game pass competitor and sony's always been talking about how their exclusives are too precious for them to do something like that yeah um but it it turns out that's not the case because uh basically rolled into playstation plus i don't believe as far as we can tell Mm -hmm. and we don't again this news just came out an hour ago from the time we're recording this so we're still kind of getting all the details here but as far as i can tell that's just included with your playstation plus subscription yeah it Um, is it's amazing but the downside to that is you're not getting what Game Pass gives you in the sense that you're not getting day one first party titles on the service. Right. It's, of course. It's 
older PlayStation titles. But they're really for, good games. Titles. For example, it's not it's it's not The Last of Us Part Two or Ghost of Tsushima that you're getting. It's Last of Us Part One and Uncharted and Horizon and God of War that you're getting. That's there uh, for so. brand new gamers, by the way. Like they did the exact yeah. same thing with Vita, and I thought it was one of the smartest things as a Vita player myself. Like I was really grateful for that. They called it the Instant Games Collection or something close to that. Very yeah. similar here. If you've never played a PlayStation game uh, console before, you're gonna have you're gonna want PS Plus anyways. Here's the onslaught of games. I thought that was really really smart and totally different from what game pass does with the day and date with the new stuff but it kind of makes you go like i don't care <laughs> a little bit if you're a playstation player those games are amazing that that slew of games they have there is really really good so i'm kind of not jealous but i'm just like holy cow good for them yeah and and I, i'm glad that there's a because i mean we talk about all the time about how amazing of a deal uh game pass is yeah and i think honestly this just makes playstation plus at least take one step towards that that same value proposition and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see it across both platforms i mean and it makes it easier change. for me if i'm gonna buy the digital version it makes it easier if um because i've got a bunch of those games physical so like persona mm-hmm. 5 uh for example i don't have to worry about like that disc being useless because it's just gonna roll through on my ps plus collection which i think is Where, like that's crazy whereas with me i'm in a different situation i have four physical playstation 4 games oh do you really all digital so i'm already at the point where i'm like i'm already pretty much just all digital on PlayStation, especially because um, it's it's my third party exclusives and first party Sony machine. That's right. the way it's always been for me, um, and I mean that's the way PS Five will be for me because mm-hmm. I'm like you. I'm also will be playing all my all my third party games that come to Xbox on Xbox. Right, like, that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the games that like Final Fantasy, for example, you can get it on PC, but I don't have a gaming PC, right. so it'll be cheaper for me to buy a PlayStation Five than it will be for me to buy a play, gaming PC to play it. That makes so, sense. In a way, like for me, that that's why it makes more sense. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that, that the PlayStation Plus collection is super interesting and again, a great thing for new people new to the PlayStation yeah. ecosystem. Uh, but Sean, I want to jump on into a couple other th- announcements that we got for Xbox yeah. that came from this event. Demon Souls um, is coming for- to Xbox. <laughs> Well, besides that. Oh, right. Uh, so first off, Hogwarts Legacy was announced. Oh. Basically, this is the Harry Potter RPG that was rumored forever. That Looks had, like, so good. footage came out. Uh, it's coming to Xbox Series X in 2021. We don't really know when, just sometime next year. It's got to uh, fall, That's right? exciting for Potter fans. For me, it didn't do anything for me because I, I just don't care about Harry Potter. But I know a lot of people out there are super excited for this, and I'm glad you're excited. I'm I'm excited for. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I haven't even seen all the movies. Like I just know from spoilers what happens. But like I'm not a huge super fan or anything. I just thought it would, it looked really cool, and like that the premise totally makes sense to uh, put a game that you just live in forever. You know, it just seems like that's something that you could you could play for a long time. A lot of different things to do and progressions and spells to learn, and it just makes sense. So I'm glad that they've. I'm actually kind of glad they used to have a bunch of stuff back in the 360 days. They had they had a Harry Potter game. I think we're some of those were pretty decent. But yeah, sometime mm-hmm. next year looks cool. Good good get for the uh, for the Sony showcase for sure. For sure. And the other game I'll throw in here. This one's for for Ryan Turford specifically. <laughs> Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. Oh my god. <laughs> It's coming to Xbox Series X on November 10th. It will include a playable uh, Virgil character, new Turbo and Legendary Dark Knight modes, as well as ray tracing and a bunch of other visual upgrades nice. to the game. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, to definitely jump back into that game when Series X comes out uh, on November 10th. Um, and it's also coming to PlayStation the same uh, on, on its launch day as well. Mm-hmm. But the downside is if you've already purchased the game already, it will not be a free upgrade. You, it'll be like Control... Uh, you will have to buy the upgrade oh, wow. separately. 
the DLC itself, um, well, the special edition content will be purchasable as DLC for the Xbox One version of the game. Mm. So if you're not upgrading right away, you can just buy all the added features as a as a uh, DLC pack, yeah. but then when you eventually buy your new console, you have to buy the game over again. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like you kind of have to weigh all that stuff up. But I'm excited because I'm excited I, for Cry coffee. 5. Hi there, can I please get a medium decaf with two Splenda? That is all. Thank you, Ryan Turford. I um, I'm just putting Splenda in my coffee again. The black is just... I'm going to treat myself today, okay? Don't give me crap. You just can't do it. You no. can't do the black coffee. Black coffee. I mean, it's fine, but I'm just, I want to treat myself a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of treating yourself, Sean, we, we should move on from the PlayStation talk. Okay. Um, all in all, though, we were both pretty impressed from the presentation. Um, yeah. I'll just sum it up real quick, for sure. Uh, Ubisoft Forward, though, came out, also had a presentation this week, Sean. Also very we good. We should definitely talk about this, because mm-hmm. there were some interesting announcements from here. Number one, Gods and Monsters is back. But it's now Immortals Phoenix Rising because apparently the Monster Energy Drink Company does not like the. God, that's the worst. The Monster Energy Drink of all the things. Like, come of on. Of all the things. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that was. You can't the just only own the word monster. But they apparently can. Apparently. That's what they claim. <laughs> apparently, they claim that. Uh, but Immortals Phoenix Rising, it will be coming out on Xbox One and Xbox Series X on December 3rd. Let's go. That game looks awesome it does it look like awesome breath of the wild in greek mythology yep and i'm all about that i want to create my it, own it, character that whole like creation screen just got me man i don't know about you yeah i am i was i was super soaked the second that they they played that trailer and then uh a whole bunch of uh press outlets got hands-on time with the game and i was yeah, reading a whole jealous. bunch of uh hands-on impressions and then there was a gameplay like gameplay trailer that came out after the event that was like 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay right there. Uh, so yeah, I'm super stoked for this game. Uh, I'm very excited to play it on December 3rd. It was a game I was, I was excited about ever since they first announced it um, last year. Big time. And uh, especially knowing it's from the Assassin's Creed audience team. Like that just, thank you. Gets me super jazzed for this game right away. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. I'm super excited to play that uh, at the end of the year. And it's going to cap off the year pretty much. Cause uh, that and dragon quest 11 S are both coming to Xbox Series oh X the same day. Gosh. That's going to end the year for us, pretty much. So, lots we, of good We got to quit our jobs. <laughs> we just got to play these games full-time. Holy crap. Clearly. Uh, next up, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time remake was announced. It's coming to Xbox One, not Xbox Series X, but it'll be cross-platform, obviously. Right. On January 21st. This one, I'm excited for because I know that is an amazing playing game. But kind of like Kingdoms of Amalur, the visuals of that just, man... It looks like people are all over this one too. They are not holding back at all uh, on this one because the the environments look nice. I think because the the character models. Yeah. I mean, well, the the problem is we have such a high bar for remakes now that it's, it's tough to see a remake like this come out. That isn't that's that Resident Evil two or mafia, a definitive edition style remake i guess i, I i'm, I'm gonna be the only one on the internet defending this game at all it's like not every oh no i'm gonna be defending it because okay. it's gonna be fun no, no i'm for excited sure. for this it's game. a great playing game and this is definitely people forget like you know what the original even looked like so it's definitely a marked improvement over that but not every game alone let alone whether it's a remaster or remake or not not every game is gonna look like amazing and i just feel like thank god we're getting this and maybe we'll be a bit of a test but i don't think it's gonna do for very well based on what i'm hearing on the internet people are just completely all over this they're not holding back on you their see this but people do that say, uh talk like this about ea games all the time and they still mm-hmm. sell like look at madden this month yeah <laughs> so. top of the ndp charts is apparently very broken 
terrible. I mean, more than anything, I'm just glad Prince of Persia is back in some Same capacity. here. Exactly. I, I love the Prince of Persia series, and I don't really care. Just give me more Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what it is. I told Chelsea uh, about it, and she's like, perfect birthday present. It'll be two days before her birthday, so that's great. Very nice, my friend. Well, next up, this one got me in the feels, Sean, because Scott Pilgrim versus the World oh, is back. Wow. I'm so excited. Uh, so it's returning in Scott Pilgrim versus the World Complete Edition. It will include all of the DLC and arrive on Xbox One sometime this holiday. Who knows when? But I am so excited that this game exists and it's back in the wild. I think it's 20 bucks. they said. Nice. Uh, and includes all the DLC, which I actually missed out on because um, I bought the Knives DLC, but not the Wallace Wells DLC. Of course. Uh, which added not just a character, but also new content to the game, like new levels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad to finally be able to play that. And more than anything, I'm just glad because uh, in the time that that game got delisted, that's when Scott Pilgrim became a cult classic movie. That's crazy. And that's why so many people missed out on this game. Because, I mean, it didn't really sell when the game came out because Scott Pilgrim wasn't a huge beloved property then. Like, people knew the the comics, but it wasn't the same as it kind of is now. Yeah. Um, whereas now, I think, just more people are behind this game. And especially with the rise of, of beat-em-ups now, like, that's this is say, such man. a perfect game to come out now. And uh, <laughs> 2020, the year of the beat-em-up, where <laughs> everything's getting beat-em-up. Uh, the games, uh, the economy, our livelihoods. <laughs> like, everything's a little bit crazy, man. But I'm, Every day is just River City Ransom. Nation. I guess so, yeah. Streets of Rage, though, and Battletoads and this. Like, yeah, it's a good year for beat-em-ups, for sure, man. And last but not least, Sean's favorite announcement ever, Riders Republic, a Dude, spiritual successor to Steep, will arrive kidding. on Xbox One and Xbox Series X on February 25th. I figured this was a Sean game. This is a Sean it, game. It looks awesome. Like I'm like the only person who thought Steep was a pretty good idea, but now it's not like just winter time. I feel like that was a huge problem with it is that people just don't want to hang out in a winter space this is like all your extreme sports played with all of your friends uh on a on a sort of shared world or mountain or whatever and you can do all the things you can have you like your flying squirrel suit you got your your dirt bikes and you got your skiing and your all the things man this looks this looks super super fun it's really interesting that they seem to have just completely gone away from that steep idea steep always kind of seemed like a bit of a test bed for like new ideas and i think this is this is the real deal and it just looks it looks fun. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can do. Definitely had like there's um, almost like a Fall Guys kind of element to it where everybody's just like running down the hill and racing down, tripping over each other. Thought it was very self-aware and irreverent. So, dude, like, yeah, I thought I thought Ubisoft honestly had a really good show. Something we didn't really cover, but mm-hmm. I'll just quickly mention I'm really excited about is the Rainbow Six World Cup next year. Is like, I don't have, as somebody who lives in Edmonton, it's like, wh- what Edmonton team am I going to cheer for? And like, how do you I have pick? one now? Well, now I have Team Canada and like, let's go. That's awesome, man. That game is great to watch, and people are so skilled at it. And like, it's it's a perfect like bite sized type of type of matches that they have. Very goal based, uh, goal oriented missions. I thought Rainbow Six is a is a sure thing for a World Cup. I thought that was great. Yeah, for sure. Well, Sean, we got to move along because uh, we're running out of time here. So let's. I'm gonna quickly jump into the games that are coming to Game Pass and leaving Game Pass, and then we got to get to the carpool. So first up, games coming to Game Pass this month include Company of Heroes Two. Coming mm-hmm. on September 17th. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep yes. and Forsaken, September 22nd. Yes. Halo 3 <gasps> ODST on PC, also September on the same 22nd. Day. Oh no! On the same day. <laughs> I mean, you better play ODST. I'm we're playing, gonna, we're playing on PC, September 22nd, twitch.tv slash on Capri. Let's go. Uh, Night in the Woods, September 24th. Warhammer Vermintide 2, September 24th. Mm-hmm. And then River City Girls is coming soon, in quotations. This is actually on, believe it or not, it was on the X Cloud. Uh, release date doc 
as listed as coming soon. Nice. So that's how we know it's coming to Game Pass. Uh, the following games are leaving Game Pass on September 30th. So Rocket League, which is going free to play on September 23rd. Mm-hmm. Bad North. That's Dirt okay. Dirt Rally 2.0. That's okay. Dishonored 2. That's okay. Panzer Dragoon Orda. Y'all better play this game. This game is amazing. Seriously? Especially if you like games like Star Fox. Yes. It's a it's really? the Xbox what? game. Yeah. I didn't so it's know an, that. It's an on-rails flying oh, shooter. No. <laughs> very similar to Star Wars. I want to play it. It's I was a- just casting that off. Like, okay, whatever. Also, Dishonored 2. Very good game. Yeah. Uh, you should definitely... Yeah. Y'all out there, if you like Star Fox, Panzer yeah, Dragoon Orda is actually a better... It's like Star Fox, but better. That's what I would say. Uh... Uh, we also got Ukulele is leaving, and then Westerardo, Double Barreled. So these are all leaving September 30th, so play them now or forever hold your peace. That's okay. But Sean, let's let our friends into the car with us. It's time for the carpool. First up, Todd Oxtra at Toxtra asks, Do you foresee more internal studios, new games moving away from Xbox One once Series S or X launches? Sean Capri, go. Yeah, like 100%. Like what else? What other? What games are they making that are... I guess other than like Halo and what else? Like, what are they making that are? are I mean, we pretty much know already that like Forza and Fable are all skipping Xbox One. It's so funny that like that's been the narrative. It's like there's actually not a lot there on that cross-gen front, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would imagine that 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 jump is going to be within like if there's any first-party exclusives coming out after Halo, they will they will probably be just Series X only. Yeah, that'll be the marker for sure. Yeah. Uh, Next up, the Controller Throwers podcast at. TCT Throwers asks, do you think Microsoft is holding anything back to announce until after the PlayStation event? A little something something to really push the Series X over. If so, any speculation? Ultimately, I mean, we're pretty close to after the PS5 came out and I haven't seen anything from them today. I would imagine tomorrow we might get something from Microsoft, but I don't know what else they can really tell us at this point because we already kind of know... Um, everything about the console itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't think they're going to surprise us with an all digital console. At you don't think so? I don't think yeah. it's, No, the V is, is, is not happening. I don't think. Um, and yeah, I don't really think there's too much else they could tell us for launch other than like release dates for some of the games we don't know about, like maybe a, an article post with the full launch lineup. Uh, Cause we don't have exact dates for the medium or scorn or the ascent yet. We knew they were launch window titles, but we don't have an exact day for them yet. So yeah. maybe an, uh, an article post like that is probably more what I'm imagining. But do you, do you think they might do anything else, Sean, before I mean, uh, now and next week? The thing is, is that their their real reveal got taken away from them. Like their opportunity to have what, what Sony just had was, was removed because of the leaks. So it is possible that there is something else. Like, I don't know. But like them saying that the, uh, the pre-orders are up on the 22nd, it seems like that's that that stage is set that they've they've completely drawn out their lane and that they'll stick to that so i kind of like do, do you would you want a 399 discless version of the series x is that something that would be smart well the thing is i have a lot on xbox i have much more disc medium yeah so for me i would i would have to at least get a playstation 5 or an xbox that has a disc drive yeah like, that's kind of my 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 point so yeah i mean i would probably end up sticking with the 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 series x i guess i mean ryan my default answer is cyberpunk 2077 coming to game pass day and date y'all just wait for it there's still time there's still time sean i have the 4k blu-ray collection of friday the 13th coming next month and if i don't have an xbox with a disc drive on it to play it with i don't i won't be able to play it because i don't have 4k blu-ray player Mm -hmm. so there you go i mean friday the 13th just justifies all my gaming decisions right there nice yeah exactly Uh, 
last but not least, we got Nick Fitkin at Nick Fitkin. He asks, hey, guys, I'm wondering what second party timed exclusives you're sad to be missing out on Xbox for a year or however long these deals are going to happen for. The thing is, Nick, I mean, we don't really know too many of them right now other than Demon Souls, possibly, and then Final Fantasy, which we know is not a timed exclusive. Right. Um, so for the most part, I mean, it's anything that it's more just the, the games that I know are exclusive only to PlayStation that are never coming to Xbox that I'm missing most stuff like Persona 5 or mm-hmm. um, Final Fantasy that got announced today um, or or uh, even like first party titles from Sony. Like I would love to play a lot of that stuff on Xbox. And I know that it's what about that like Deathloop but... or any of those other ones or like the Bethesda games that are coming out. Yeah, that's well, I'm, I'm still not 100 percent. I'm still not 100% convinced that those games aren't coming to Xbox at some point. Well said, but, yeah. I mean, who knows when they'll even come, because, I mean, we we just don't know that information yet. A Deathloop, I think they confirmed today, is pretty much PS5 only. Yeah. I think. I'm okay with so missing out on that that's one, That's one that I'm probably missing. I'm kind of... cool. I, I like the Grindhouse, Grindhouse vibe, but yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's not one that I'm like, that's going to cause me to buy a system to play. Or yeah. like that. Any for, any for you, Sean? No, I'm with you, man. I think you nailed it. I think this whole, like, uh, things will eventually come to to Xbox for the most part is totally fine with me. So there's there's not really a lot. Like, it's the true exclusives that are, or the first-party stuff, like you said. Like, they got great games over there. Like, there's no denying that. The first-party stuff is, like, out of this world. But the second-party stuff is um, still to be seen, man. For sure, my friend. All right, Sean, before we go, Sean Plugs, go. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants where I will mostly be just bitching and complaining about Super Mario, I think. Um, or you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And if you like the show, you can throw a buck or two or ten at patreon.com slash Capri for this show for early access and a whole bunch of stuff. Ryan Turford, how about you, my friend? So you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D because everybody always asks. You also find me making videos about Golden Axe over on <laughs> YouTube.com slash Ryan Turford. You also find our show over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So follow us there. Ask all your questions there and whatnot. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 158 of the Xbox Drive. And we out. Bye. This show is exclusive to every single platform on podcast. Bye. Thank you.